ia te a te a taka ia te pai pai wa o uru mai te utupoto te ware kōrero e tū nei. Kia ora. welcome to Change Channel, a space to share tupuna wisdom, Māori ancestral knowledge with you and the world. Tēnā, wakarongo mai. Nō te ipureo tēnei kawenga o te pai pai wa o a Chase Channel. Inumia te kōrero. Chase Channel is brought to you by Te Ipurao. Engaranga tira o te motu tēnā rua atu tātou katoa. Nau mai anō ki tēnei hōtaka e whakapua ki ana te māramatanga mō ngā mea katoa e here ana ki tēnei mate a COVID-19 e patupatu ana i o tātou hāpuri me a tātou whānau ana ko te māramatanga e raku nei i a tātou ara kia kaupare te kino kia huake ko te pai. Kia ora everybody, welcome back to another daily edition of the Whānau Guide for COVID-19. This has been brought about in support by Counties Monaco, Auckland, Waitemata and Northland District Health Boards who have all come together to provide this platform to give you, your whānau and your community the information, help and advice you need to get through COVID-19. I'm Te Arahi Maipi e mihiatuana kia koutou katoa. As we do every single show, we have an expert panel to talk about all the important things, not just around the actual uh, physical well-being and health side of things, but also around community aspects and how to access the information and services you might need in your area, within your community. Uh, just before we get into our question and answer segment, uh, we'll go through the key bits of information. This uh, was we've reached day 17 of the lockdown. And e mihi ana ki te tokorua, ngā koroua komate i te rangi o kotaha kenei. So with two new deaths uh, attributed towards COVID-19, we have four in total now. Uh, over the course of this entire period. Both men have uh, elderly gentlemen aged in their 70s and 80s uh, who had underlying health conditions, but they also can be linked to uh, virus clusters have passed away in the last 24 hours. 
Uh, total over the last 24 hours is 29 new cases, 20 confirmed, nine probable, uh, and now but 422 people have recovered from COVID-19 throughout New Zealand. So that's a total of 1,312 cases in total, nine, 890 are currently active. So it is tinged again with sadness that we have experienced two more losses uh, due to COVID-19, but uh, the, overall, the overall numbers in regards to the amount of people that are coming up with positive cases continues uh, to drop. Uh, also, two other important bits of information that you need to know. One is the number for Healthline, 0800 358 5453. That is the main number that you need to remember. If you feel as though you might have any type of symptoms and you need to talk to, uh, to somebody, uh, a professional, to find out whether you need to be tested, you can ring your doctor or you can ring Healthline 0800 358 5453 for phone consultation and to work out from there whether you need to get tested. And also one other important piece of information is the website for COVID-19. For all the information, it is www.covid19.govt.nz. Remember, that's a free website, so it doesn't matter whether you don't have any data or any credit on your mobile device, you can punch that in and it will take you to that website. No reire, e huamā, ka toko wake i nāi nei ki ngā mātanga, ko piri mai ki a mātou, ko te whānau, uh, whānau guy for COVID-19. I'd like to introduce now our talent, uh, our a pool of experts uh, to go over a range of different issues for today's show. First of all is Dr. Inya Raumati, who's a doctor consultant in emergency medicine at Auckland Hospital. Dr. Inya, thank you so much for joining us. Kia ora, thank you for having me. Tēnā koe, I know that you've had a really busy slate and so we appreciate your time on your day off. Uh, te Puea Winiata is the CEO for Turuki Healthcare. Tēnā koe, te Puea ngā mihi kia koe. Kia ora everybody. And also we're joined by Bill Takare, who is the coordinator for Tamaki Fana Response for COVID-19. And uh, just beforehand, uh, again, you've taken over as the best jersey, the best piece of uh, clothing that we've had on the Fano Guide for COVID-19. I don't know too many things that could beat the Kiwis jersey. So, tēnā koe, Bill ngā mihi. Tēnā koutou. Pai Māori de Gia Tātou, me hoki rā mihi atu te arahi. I've got a few questions for all of you. Uh, so I really appreciate all three of his time. Uh, and willingness to share uh, information with us today. Um, Dr. Inia, first of all, just in regards to the protocols for COVID-19 inside the hospital in your area, um, can you walk us through uh, what that looks like? Yeah, so yesterday and yesterday evening, I was actually working in the triage tent. So we've set up a tent outside the emergency department, and the whole idea is to screen everyone that comes into the hospital um, doesn't matter if you're referred in for something completely un-COVID related um, so that we can allocate you to a, a safe area or an area where you can get the sort of faster treatment of what you need. Um, we are like well stocked at the hospital. We've got plenty of room at the moment, plenty of time. Um, we just want people that if you are feeling unwell to obviously if you've got symptoms that concern you of COVID, if you could contact your GP first so we know what to expect. 
um, or whānau out there that are suffering from chronic illnesses, um, our biggest concern is at the moment is that you're not coming to hospital because you're scared. Um, we can guarantee you know that the process is safe. You're not going to be put at undue risk. And if you are sick, do come to hospital. I think that's a really important message. And uh, Tepua, I'll bring you in on this as well, just to talk about uh, the impact that it's having on the community that you're servicing. But it seems so a lot of um, communication is coming back from the Ministry of Health and from government that there are spaces within doctors, there are spaces within hospitals, so people shouldn't feel afraid that it's it's too crowded or, or that they won't get seen to, that they are really encouraging. If you do have any medical issues, whether COVID-related uh, or not, to reach out to your doctor. Absolutely. And um, I think that's really important, a uh, very important message to get across. Um, during the week of the lockdown, <clears throat> when it started, we were really busy. But um, a few days after that, in the next week, things started to slow down a bit. And it was concerning, one, because we still want people to come to their GP, to, to phone up, to know that you can walk in uh, for all of the, the normal kind of health issues that you may have, but also that if you have any concerns, please call. Um, GPs around Mangere in particular were concerned that um, they were they had a reduction in number of people calling. So big message there, call your GP if you have any concerns. Uh, remember that a number of the GPs are still open for business as usual. And if your GP is not available face-to-face, -face, know that there are other providers out there that still have their clinics open. Tēnā koe, te pūea, karere. Bill, um, I'll bring you in now. Can you give us uh, an overview of the Tāmaki Whānau response to COVID-19? Uh, what is the, the main kind of service and support that you're providing at the moment? So Tamaki Whānau response is a... Um, as a collective, really, it's a multifaceted community-led coordinated approach to COVID-19. I know a lot of words there, but essentially it's about a, a coordinated community approach um, to addressing COVID-19. I mean, if we talk about Tamaki as a population for people, it's 20,000 people, 21% Māori, 35% PI, 30% Asian population growing, 22% park and 9% other. Amazing people and drawing on the community resource that's there, resilient and passionate community who have been in, as part of constant change, particularly in housing over this particular side in East Auckland, uh, but certainly a coordinated bunch who have come together. The quarter was simple. On the 18th of March, Georgie Thompson from Rua Potakamurai made a karanga or call out to the community, what are we doing about COVID-19? The 20th of March, we met two days later, and that was the last face-to-face -face community meeting we ever had. And so we knew that we were going into a different uh, a dimension of how we service our people and deliver to our people. So we had to have an approach that was quite different, an approach that was agile, it could be done at pace, that uh, was non-bureaucratic, could deliver on the ground, was able to respond alongside um, community leadership, but alongside obviously doctors and clinicians who are the experts in terms of the, the virus itself. So the whole coordination part was an important part to the work streams that were developed in the Tamaki uh, community. And there were basically five, communication and coordination. And that's part of the Facebook 
page and other things that come out of the communications side. Kai and Hygiene, so there's an 0800 number that's currently there that services the Tamaki community by Te Hoi o Tamaki, which is a group of providers within um, within Tamaki. And then there's uh, uh, a business support end as well, as well as a wellbeing, which, you know, whilst we go through these things, we've got to remember that at the end of the day, it is still about wellbeing of our people and that we incorporate that as a core component right throughout all the work streams that are happening at the moment. So it's, it's a tight coordination bunch, it's very organised, but the main thing is led by community. And I guess that's the challenge I put to every government organisation in the main. I have to say at the stage, um, there's a thanks that go to Tamaki Regeneration Company, that's Sean Holyak and his senior management team, who are sitting in the background. They're not the leaders, but they've allowed some funding for community to pick up this uh, issue on a number of different levels, which I can go through later on. Kia ora, Bill. We'll talk um, a bit more specifically about how Vano can communicate with you and also whether this is, um, you know, a lot of things that we're, we're doing now within society, and this isn't just on the medical front, but we're all forced to do, going to be forced to do things differently. So it'd be interesting to get your gauge on moving forward as a collective around Fano health and well-being, what that could possibly look like. But um, Dr. Inia, I'll bring you back in. So uh, a couple of questions just in regards to the actual yep. hospital itself. How... At the best of times, you, your role, and your colleagues are very, very important within society because you guys are our last backup stop to keep us healthy and to keep us strong. But how are you um, minimising the risk in regards to the work that you're doing to keep yourselves healthy and safe to be able to service everybody that needs your, your help? Well, I think the important thing to get through to the public is that, you know, this is nothing new really for us. Um, it's a bit more of a prevalent virus, but we're used to emergency medicine protecting ourselves and protecting our patients from catching diseases. It's what we do. Um, we're the front line sort of for the hospital and, you know, this is something we've been preparing for. So when somebody comes in, you know, they get first they get met at the tent outside. Um, you'll see someone like myself in protective gear. Um, it's not just for our protection, but for yours. Um, and we're actually not that scary, so don't sort of like, you know, freak out or anything like that. And we just ask everybody the same sort of questions. Um, we move, move them into the hospital based on their risk, because unfortunately now that there is a community spread, everybody has a degree of risk of um, having or sharing COVID. The hospital's undergone a lot of um, upgrades at the moment. The emergency department in terms of managing to separate patients and keep them at a distance from each other and from potentially um, infectious people and staff. We're basically doing what the social distancing that you're all doing in private anyhow in the hospital. Um, we wear protective equipment when we need it. Um, we don't need it all the time. Um, the most useful thing that we can do is what everybody else should be doing anyhow and that's sort of like meticulous hand hygiene, uh, you know, keeping surfaces clean. We are quite safe in our job. Um, none of us have felt like, you know, we're being put unnecessarily at risk, but it has been a learning process. Um, it's something that other people are sort of catching up more on and sort of coming into guidelines with what we already knew what to do in the emergency department. So you will not be put at undue risk when you come into the hospital. As far as I know, at Auckland Hospital, there has been no transmission of COVID in the hospital or among staff. You're more likely to get 
COVID if you go out to the supermarket or if you go out and meet up with friends that you shouldn't be doing. Mm. Kia ora, Dr. Inia. Thank you for that, uh, um, sharing that understanding about the process and how safe it is within the Auckland Hospital at um, we've talked you talked about at the beginning of the first week it was pretty full on but then things have sort of started to die down a bit in regards to the activity but there's uh i guess a double-edged sword to that is that is the encouragement to making sure that whānau do reach out if they do need it and not just try and bear uh and uh their medical conditions whatever they might be at home what have the challenges been built highlighted a few things around coordination and communication within a community front but for Tūriki health what has been the, the, the main challenges for you uh, through this uh, first 17 days of the lockdown? <clears throat> to begin with, it was um, uh, we had a few challenges around procurement. Um, there was things like sanitizers, masks, that sort of thing. But we've got all of that sorted out now. And then, of course, you think, OK, uh, we need a gazebo to help uh, sort out our triage and odd things like that, which fortunately we've been able to get, but it's not a matter of just going to normal suppliers. So we've had to think quite creatively in the community about how we put the same kind of protocols that Dr. Inia was talking about in place in the community. The other thing is that um, every day is a new day. Um, every day we are getting new information. Sometimes there's been quite uh, significant changes in the information where we've had to change our protocols and how we operate as well as um, gearing up for uh, different requirements. So that has meant that my clinical team are reviewing everything that's um, happened, new information that has come in externally from the Ministry of Health, the PHO and the DHBs, as well as reviewing each day, how are things gone? How could we do things better? How mm. do we improve the safety of whānau coming into uh, the clinic? As well, we've uh, looked at um, understanding that perhaps people aren't um, confident in coming out to see the GP. And so my staff have continued to reach out to whānau where they know they've had um, significant health issues and have geared up um, and gone out to do um, visits in the home to check uh, that our more unwell uh, whānau are being taken care of. Also that we have seen that with the uh, reduction of care services that uh, some of our queer kaumatua um, used to have uh, have now stopped. We're also keeping an eye on them and ensuring that they've um, got kai. But in saying that, um, I do support that if whānau uh, are without or are feeling anxious or fearful uh, about running out of kai or the things that they need most, please reach out. That mm. is really, really important. There are lots of people out there uh, wanting to help and to support uh, whānau in the community. Uh, Bill, uh, in regards to Tamaki Fano res, uh, response, what's working? What's going well? Where are you getting your wins? But then the, on the other side of that, through day 17, if all going well, all going well, we're uh, in the second half of uh, the level four lockdown, but understanding that um, Fano are going to need support well beyond this four week period, um, what's the main areas of concentration where things need to improve? 
all the all our fun need more support in. Yeah, the first thing people understand is not business as usual. It is a different situation that requires an agile and adapt, uh, adaptable approach. And Tapuya described that beautifully at a whole order level. But I guess you've got to take a strategic, a management and an operational approach to something like this. There's a lot of operational stuff that are happening now. We've got frontline workers and we want that. But at the same time, there's safety, social distancing, there's safety for them in doing those type of things. But overall, um, I guess the things that are working at the moment, from my perspective, that the government needs to do, we understand that um, uh, and, and how that's coming from, that we've got to have more approaches that are shared across, across communities because... Whilst we're in Tamaki, we're happy to share what we're doing in Tamaki and we know there's a, a, other beautiful things that are going in other communities. Mm. I think um, the, one of the other things that are working is community providers are putting aside politics of boundaries as well as, mm. oh, we don't talk to them because last year whatever happened. Those things are, are goodwill things that come from improved collaboration, but it also comes from a common waka view, which is COVID-19 is the enemy. I think the motivation around that's really important for the mindset of people to know not business as usual. You come in this waka because you as a community have been doing this for many years, but also you should be the face of this stuff because in a strange sort of way, you've been actually made to actually respond to this better than anybody else. So I think the mindset around what's available, uh, because the, the counter mindset, of course, is stay home and be safe. And that's an important message as well to whānau in the individual sense. But there are still frontline workers. And I think how they do that now is going to be quite different. It's more about an online digital community that's been developed. It's a long-term plan and strategy. It's not just a lockdown. We're actually looking to December, to be quite honest, in terms of mm. our plan. It's not actually something that you'll see that uh, because Jacinda says, no, no, we can go back to level three, that this issue is not going to be around. And also it's testing new ideas and concepts around how we work in a community. So the usual community model is face-to-face. -face. You and I know that doesn't happen. So we've created a number of online forums for different ages, different genders, different um, things like, you know, cooking, uh, exercise, groups for men, groups for women, groups for kōtahi um, tanga or for general groups. And there's a whole outreach strategy that needs to be around how you actually support whānau in an online context. And that's about uplifting your wairua. So some of it is not the technical service provider stuff that we all talk about and say, how wonderful are we doing? It's more about where are you getting into the mindsets of our whānau around sometimes all they need is to be checked out and uplift their wairua. It's a very mm. simple thing. Not the big stuff that will happen regardless as part of coordination. It's more about having a whole lot of levels of coordination that that assist to the one end, which is, um, you know, responding to COVID-19. And those types of responses are, are important because, you know, it is about Facebook, it is about Zoom, it is about 0800 lines here, and we can expect that to go on for a lot more. And then we should be adapting to that and take full opportunity of what that means too in terms of the way we work. Sure. Tofinia, there's a there's a term that's just come about over the last little bit, and I'd love you to give us a little bit more understanding of it in its context within Fano, uh, immune compromised. Uh, can you can you talk to us exactly what that means? Yeah, so it's something that's thrown around quite a lot for explaining why some people get sicker than than others. What it basically does come down to is what has just been mentioned before. It's a fight between you and a virus. You have a defensive system, which is your immune system. And if your immune system is good, you will probably win that fight. Of course, obviously, um, when it comes to younger people who think they are immune to everything, if you get a high enough viral load, then you may lose because it's 
between you and the virus. The virus is going to have more chance of winning if you get a big dose of it. You are going to have more chance of winning if your immune system is good. So people that have immune compromised are typically, as you get older, unfortunately, your immune system is not as good. Um, if you've got comorbidities and diseases that a lot of our whanau have, so you know, chronic respiratory diseases, diabetes, things like that will decrease your body's ability to fight. Um, if you're malnourished or if you're not physically fit and well in yourself, um, and sometimes, unfortunately, you may have a disease underlying that we treat um, with medication that will suppress your immune system. So those people are really susceptible to losing that fight when it comes to if they contact COVID. Because um, when you look at what we can do for people that get really sick with COVID, everything we do is an adjunct to help your body fight. In the end, your body has to win the battle against the virus. We can provide it with support um, as best as we can. But in the end, you know, you have to have the, I suppose, the other, you know, the physiological strength or the physical fitness in your body to to win that battle. What should we do for us, the ones who are healthy, who, who, who are generally fit, able, well, strong, if they have fauna, they have uh, immune compromise, how can we give them any type of support within a whānau context uh, in order for them to help win those fights? Yeah, and that's the big thing. Um, I have members of my whānau who are immunocompromised. And the first important thing is it's really hard is because I have to tell them to, even before the bubble came down, to stay away from me. Because mm. I am young and fit and healthy, but I work in a sort of high-risk profession where I might get exposed. I will win the fight, hopefully, if I get it, but they may not. So the first thing I know is it's really hard because we all want to, you know, wrap around our whānau and be with them and look after them. And the best we can do at the moment is, if you're young and healthy, is distance yourself a little bit from them. But try and stay in contact. You know, use this modern technology like we're doing now to check up on your, your family. Um, if they need things done that you can do safely, like so they can stay at home and people drop off, Kai, say at the gate or something like that, so you don't actually physically come in contact, do that. Um, check up on them, encourage them if they do have chronic illnesses like diabetes or respiratory problems. If they are starting to feel really unwell, encourage them to seek medical help because the sicker they get, if they finally do get the need where they need us to help them with treatment, it makes the fight harder. If they come to us and we try to get in there early, and prop them up and help them as best we can, they've got more of a chance of winning than if they contact like COVID or any other disease, mm. if they're already, the immune system's run down. Can I come Excellent. in here, Because one of the key things we're doing at the moment is, is you you know, we know that some of our farm have got no ears uh, for the best of reasons and the government messages are coming through for whatever reason don't get to them. So. You know, when we're telling people to do this, do that, do that, or everything that's right, we know is right, and the government is yeah. telling you, you need a translator in the middle that has a community message that's tailored to local community to understand it. If Bill Tarkley from Tamaki is saying it, they're more likely to listen to it than somebody else that's three or four uh, yeah. distance. You can say the same thing in a different way and that makes that message across. 
that's important as well. So the messages are all, all good, but often the translation is lost because it's not hitting the target group, which is largely a Māori and a PI population. And how you do that, you've got to have a whole lot of level translation that goes through that as you as you as you roll it out from government. So the COVID nineteen is a is a brilliant site, but you've got to have middle community organisations that know how to put that message out. And the government needs to be looking at that particular part. Uh, it's important to making sure that it hits the ground. Because whilst you've got, like I said, a strategic part, you've also got an operational part, which is important as well for a farmer to understand. That's why it's, um, at times, it's really disappointing when you have people in the public eye who don't adhere to the distancing. I mean, because... People are more likely to listen to some, you know, famous rugby player about, hey, stay at home, than they are to me as a doctor. And it's just the way everybody is. So when rugby players go out and break the bubble, or the health minister goes out and breaks the bubble, it's just, you know, it undoes all that really good work that we're trying to get across. No, 100% support, because um, especially with uh, what you're saying, Bill, that some of them don't have ears. Uh, parents yeah. and parents-in-law seem to be top of the list. They're having <laughs> their hard work than, than my four-year-old about trying to get them to, <laughs> to do what they're supposed to. But hey, love them, then they're, they're, they're healthy and they're good. So that, that, that's a positive thing. But uh, we're, uh, over the next, and I know this, uh, things happen on a daily basis. Information changes, uh, uh, tactics and things change. Within uh, Turuki Health and within your kaimahuha I know I've been working extremely hard uh, over the course of, of the Level 4 lockdown. What is your main focus, maybe say, over the next week? Is there a specific target or a specific area of concentration that you'll be focusing on, you and your team? Mm. Um, over the next week, um, well, I just want to say that probably one of the biggest challenges for us is... Um, and particularly around every day is a new day is is an unstable workforce and so uh, last week we had a number of our <laughs> admin staff who were doing frontline work with sore throats so for us as an organization anyone with a sore throat goes home immediately so mm -hmm. you have to deal with what you've got you know on the day but one of the things that we are really wanting to ramp up is um, our community outreach and we have started um, in a very modest way, doing um, mobile vaccinations um, out in the community. Uh, we've been up to Pukaki Marae, we've been to Ngāpariwātia, um, looking out for those frontline people um, who are out there delivering hygiene packs for whānau water. Um, and this week we're going to do another round of um, marae, uh, with Fluvax, really wanting to ramp up the number of, of our kuia komatua, our hapu mama, um, those who have long-term conditions, we want to get them vaccinated. And, you know, it's been um, pretty amazing to see how other Māori providers who have also been out vaccinating, um, reaching out in, in really innovative ways in what Bill was talking about before, um, how we can sustain this because mm. um, it shouldn't be just having this flexibility to do a range of things and being supported by funders to do a range of things. Um, this should continue long after COVID-19. We should be able to work flexibly and innovatively um, in our communities, really to crunch down on improving Māori health outcomes.
Kilda, it definitely seems as though that you're all in alignment with that type of whakaro, is that this is an extreme circumstance which has uh, required different innovative ways to do things, but why should, if there are benefits for our people, why should it stop uh, beyond uh, this lockdown period? But Bill, I'll, I'll just wrap, we'll start to wrap this interview up. And again, thank you all three of you for, for your time and uh, your willingness to share, again, your, this information. What's your message to our Māori out there and Māori community, especially over this Easter weekend and also over the, the next couple of weeks? And also, how can people within your area reach out to Tāmaki find a response? Yeah, well, there's really messages at three levels for me. One is the government, and I think it's important to support what's happening there. That's a really important thing. PM's doing an awesome job. But it's about a, but the message here is it's still about embrace community leadership for local solutions. I think that's something that needs to be put on the agenda around how things roll out. The corner for me is still to occur on how communities in lockdown can directly assist the government objectives. So I think that's some of the highest stuff that is an ongoing corner that needs to happen. At a community level, is be active. This is your time. It's not sit back and and. Um, and you know, uh, watch it go by. This is an opportunity. I'm not saying that in any other way because our people need you right now. It's translate those messages to our community, make it in a, a way they understand, um, communicate widely, um, and plan long term. But for Farno, I mean, it's still the same stuff. It's stay connected, treat the Rahui as an as an opportunity. I think people, um, you know, two weeks on, uh, they're starting to learn, and there's a lot of still still a lot of stress in the Farno, by the way, because you know that period of time, but some are adapting better than others. Involve your routines, get online, you know, use those technologies a lot better. And there is an issue about how we supply whānau with uh, decent phones and decent laptops and iPads. Yeah. Um, plan beyond your beyond April, and I'm saying that to whānau as well, as much as I'm saying that to organisations and community. You know, the basic stuff like karakia, watch an awe and wonder of papatūnuku as it breathes, and be active. Those are stay active within your particular whānau. Um, there is a there is a punchline that we have as part of Tamaki Fano is stay home, stay safe, stay blessed. Noho tau, noho haumari, and noho maori. Those things are important too, which is our, our edge to our own Fano that we're re-emphasising, which endorses the government's messages as well of what we want for our community. Um, but most of all, it's um, be innovative, keep your mind open, and get yourself set for digital communities, people, because it's coming. Kia ora tāpere. Thank you so much for all of that. Uh, Dr. Enia, um, my last question to you. What does the emergency department look like right at, this very, well, at the moment? And uh, is there still plenty of opportunity for people who, to come and who need it? Yep. At the moment, um, parts of it are a bit of a construction site. Um, and it's just part of that long-term plan. But the emergency department at the moment, this is probably the lowest number of patients we've ever had since I've worked in Auckland ED for about the past seven years showing up on a wow. daily basis. You know, in some ways it's good because there's a lot of unnecessary stuff that's not coming in. In other ways, we're worried. And we're really worried that when the lockdown lifts, that there's going to be a backlash of very sick people coming in. Mm -hmm. I mean, COVID's not the only disease out there that puts you at risk. Um, there's lots of other diseases out there that are going to cause people harm and unfortunately, um, cause people to pass away besides COVID. Um, we've planned for this. The government plan is actually working quite well. So please stick to the lockdown. As you notice, the numbers of cases are dropping. But as you also start to see, the numbers of really sick people and 
um, deaths, unfortunately, are starting to go up. And mm. that is what is to be expected, unfortunately. Um, with the disease process, it's that sort of two-week mark where really people start to get, who are going to get sick, are going to get really sick. Um, so don't be shocked, I guess, in the stats if you start to see more people, unfortunately, losing the battle with COVID. As long as the general numbers go down, the hospital system at the moment is well capable of dealing with it. It's just if people don't stick to the lockdown and don't stick to the plan and this drags out, if we get overloaded like some other countries have, then we will be in trouble. Um, but at the moment, just what um, has been mentioned before, you know, keep yourself fit and healthy as well. You know, stay positive, reach out to your family by social media. Um, and if you really need to, come see us, you know, we will look after you. Kia ora, Dr. Ine Tepua. I'll ask you the same question, but in regards, so that's from a hospital front that they're more than capable of taking people who need their support. So please don't stay home and try and tough it out if you do need that medical support. I imagine that'd be the same message for you at Tuturiki Health and across all GPs in Auckland. Absolutely. And I think that if you start in the centre in terms of keeping yourself well, then caring for those uh, within your bubble and then reaching out virtually or on the phone to those other loved ones who may need support, uh, wave across the road because sometimes a smile and a wave across the road to your neighbour can be a really healing thing if they are on their own. Also, um, as with many uh, Facebook pages of Mighty Providers, we've got things happening on Tūruki's uh, Facebook page with karakia. Uh, we've got Maramataka sessions happening. Uh, we've got Wānanga happening. Um, and we've got uh, still some of our regular programs still going on, but virtually uh, by Zoom. I'd also like to uh, just say a big thank you to all of those, those people who are not on the front line who have been supporting those on the front line, whether it's whānau, uh, whether it's people, uh, we've come across Shields Up, a fantastic organisation who have come across in the last couple of days and uh, made shields for um, our, our clinical staff. They're doing that voluntarily with uh, just a bit of a donation, but awesome mahi. There are people that are ringing our service asking how they can help. There are Māori evaluators out there helping us think about how we are doing our mahi. There are people in other services that are doing just as much work as those on the front line. And so I really want to mahi out to them and say thank you. And I want to say thank you again to the three of you for taking the time out. I know you are all extremely busy on the front line, helping our whanos and our communities get through which is a really tough situation. Nō reira, e mihi ana ki a koutou toko toru. Dr. Inia Raumati, te puia winiata, Bill Takarei, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou. Tēnā koutou, Again, a really insightful uh, panel discussion here on the whānau guide for COVID-19. I guess a couple of the key messages to take away from that discussion. If you are sick, please get in touch with your GP or call help um, healthline on the hospitals, uh, the emergency departments are open as well. I know that uh, a lot of us will probably be thinking that we don't want to put strain on the system at the moment. We want to make sure that the people who are sick get the attention that they need, but there is more capacity there. People, 
uh, and the hospitals and within the doctors, they're waiting to treat you and to help you. So if you are feeling ill or if you, um, if you do need that type of support, please, that is available. And uh, for COVID-19 specifically, uh, if you have any type of symptoms or you feel as though that you might be um, displaying symptoms and might need to get checked, Healthline is the number that you need to call. It is 0800-358-5453. That's 0800-358-5453. And also the website is www.covid19.govt.nz for all information around COVID-19. Engari mō tēnei wā, e mihi atu ana, kia tātou katoa. Ko te manako nui, kia tau mai te ringa kaha o te oia i te wā hingaro, kia noho haumaru ei tātou i roto i a tātou kāinga maha. Pai marire kia tātou. Nā te puni kōkiri e pūtea tautoko, made with support from te puni kōkiri. Nā pūoro Jerome, nā reo pūoro. Soundtracks from pūoro Jerome.